Well, we want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast. I'm here with Rhonda and we're excited to dive into another amazing conversation today as we process the things that God is talking to us about, as we process the things that are coming up in our lives. And you know, Rhonda, I was thinking about this. um, I was thinking about my house. I think it's, a you know, coming out of that conversation we had about neglect a few weeks ago. And I was thinking about how in my own house, my stove and my dishwasher have been broken for for a long time. Like my stove was broken for years and years and years, like to the point where I had my two larger burners, which are the two burners you use every single day. They only went high. There was no other <laughs> setting except for a high. So we, boil or burn is we, really what you're saying. So annoying. Oh and then my two back burners, the tiny ones, like they were fine. But the two front ones, I and it happened like really early on when we got the stove. So I just lived with this stove like this. And then my uh, inside of the oven, it wouldn't keep heat. It would just drop heat. So I'd have to restart the stove probably like, I'm not even joking, like five times while I was cooking something so that it would reheat up to the heat I needed. And then it would just drop heat just on its own. It just wouldn't. Honestly, I lived with this for years and years and years and years and years. And you know, like we cook the meals for our families. I I use my stove every single day, every day. And I'm like, you know, and it's not like we couldn't have afforded to buy another stove. We we could have at any point just said, okay, here, we're going to budget for this and we'll buy another new stove. But it was kind of like a thing where, you know, the stove wasn't old. It was a part of, we had bought it, I don't know, maybe like 10 years ago or whatever. And it broke within a couple of years. We never really got it repaired. We, you know, and I was like, well, it's, it's still pretty new. You, you just kind of live with it and kind of justify it. And then for me, like I have this classic sort of mentality that happens all the time, which is, I think, great. It works for me. But also there is a shadow in it. There's a hindrance in it where I can reframe anything. So any bad situation, I can just reframe it and think about it in a different way. And then I can live with it. And I, and I don't, it doesn't even really overly affect me. It doesn't bother me. I just, I just move on. I just move on. It says I'm not gonna, but I just realized how many things we just live with that like we don't need to, we don't need to live with some of these things that we just accept that we just and again I think acceptance is amazing but sometimes it actually is a hindrance to where you need to go to moving forward in something that's important to because of this like over acceptance of what is so I think we can I'd love to talk about that a little I, bit I today think this is a great topic because it reminds me of right now we've been looking at moving at okay. some point into the country yeah And we've had, since we moved into this house, which was almost 13, 14 years ago now, we've hated our bathrooms for years and years. And it's not exactly the same thing. It's not that we couldn't have budgeted over the years and done it, but then we do it right because we're ready to move or you repaint your house right before you're ready to move. And you think, why did I not do this before and live in it and enjoy it and enjoy it? But now I'm doing it because I want to sell. So I'm doing this all for somebody else to enjoy and I haven't had a chance to enjoy it. And it is kind of the same thing. You kind of learn to live with something that you're just like, whatever, it's ugly. We'll fix it at some point and you kind of push it off. What is it that you are holding back on that you're not just seizing the opportunity to take care of business and to actually 
take a step towards something that you're like, we can do this. Why don't we just do this? Yeah. Instead of delaying it. Yeah. And it's almost like this thing where you accept something as is, or you make it work. You, Mm. you make it work for whatever it is. Funny enough, just this morning we were, you know, trying to pull the blinds down right here in my office. (laughs) And my blind is broken. The actual cord is broken. And so, (laughs) but so what I have to do to pull my blind is I have to literally step on another shelf, which is super dangerous (laughs) and pull it down with my fingers at the very top. It's sketchy. It's so sketchy. I'm always like, oh my gosh, this is really bad. We should really video our podcast (laughs) so I could see all the crazy stuff we need to get ready. But, but again, like we've just, I've just been living with it and like, why? I don't have to, like someone probably could fix that or I can get a new blind. It's not a big deal, but we live with these things. But interestingly enough okay so I was I was thinking about this on a walk and then I was starting to think about okay so that stuff is one thing that's just that's just external that's whatever 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 we actually do this with the things that matter we actually do this with the things that are important to us we actually do this with our dreams we actually do this with the plans for our future we actually do this in every sort of facet of our lives and and I'd love to just unpack this a little why do we do this what is that about for myself as I was starting to think about this and I was starting to think about some you know just specific things that that uh, you know I wanted to see happen that maybe didn't happen or um, just different processing I realized you know some of this stuff and some of the rootedness of what's behind this is fear Fear that I'm actually not acknowledging as fear. Fear that's hidden somewhere way in the back that I've covered up or I've placed into a closet or I've put away and pretended it's not there. But actually fear, a hidden latent fear has motivated trying to be content with what is. And I think that is an interesting revelation. Oh, I... I agree. Like I actually identify with that because even as you're talking, Laura, I almost see like a teeter-totter. When we're in these circumstances in our own lives, we actually, even now, as we're processing this together, I'm thinking there's many times I look and I think, is this contentment that God's asking me to kind of lay before him and work through like a contentment I need to have because I'm frustrated or am I settling? It's this constantly both Mm. and like, where are we settling and where is God asking us to be content? Because some of my dreams, some of the things I want, maybe a no, maybe the wrong timing, but then where do I settle? You know, where is that part? And it's almost like you can't find a perfect spot. It's not like it's one or the other. It's kind of both and always working, always submitting it to Christ. But there's these, it's like a little bit of a teeter totter and it's not a balancing act, but you're going to experience sometimes it's a bit more one. Sometimes it's another, but then sometimes God literally puts weight on one and says, this is a discontentment issue that you need to actually be content. This is your circumstance. This is something you need to just be content with or that is not going to happen for you. How many dreams have we've had that I would love to have pursued, but God has said no, or God has said not right now. And I've got to literally die to that. But does that mean I'm settling? No. But are there other areas that I've settled because I'm afraid? So I just literally err. And probably I would say most of the time, 
there would be a bit of a settling where I'm like afraid maybe to make a mistake, afraid that I'm going to be a disappointment, afraid that it's not going to work out, afraid of what happens if I take that step and I, I totally bomb. So I think oftentimes I would probably go into that settled. And I would say, especially as I've grown older, I think when I was younger, I struggled a lot more with discontentment, a lot more. I mean, most of my stuff was just that place of like, I want things to be different than as they are or pursuing things and being frustrated with the, the how slow things are taken in my immaturity, in my youth. But that was an area that God really had to, almost like Jacob in the Bible story of like the hip, there was a limp that came to Jacob of a wrestling with God, that God had to wrestle out of me a discontentment. But I have to say now moving into like the midlife, I'm easily moving to more the settledness where I'm like more comfortable or more like I have, why would I want to put myself out there in that way? Or things have kind of arrived where I'm okay with it. Do I still have other things I, I would love to dream about and pursue? Absolutely. But I tend to look at a settledness is where I am. So interesting enough, there were different parts that God was working on that I was putting more weight on, but I actually feel in this season, God's moving me more out of getting out of being settled, which is interesting. Whereas when I was younger, I wanted to be over here, but I wasn't. Isn't that a, yes. an interesting thing? Even seasons of life. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Even as we're talking right now, that's kind of that revelation is happening to me. How, wow, I'm not really in that discontent stage as much, but I'm definitely in a settled stage that God is tipping that teeter totter. And I want to stay sitting some weight on that. And God's like, no, I'm tipping this now. Oh my goodness. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, it is. It's so interesting. And that discernment piece that you were talking about is so important in it because I don't think this conversation is even just, you know, you can paint a brush and it it's everything in your life. You know, we're talking about this. It's not. There are some spaces where we actually have to lay down. There are some things we want that we're dreaming about that will never be in our life. They're never going to be part mm -hmm, of our future. Mm -hmm. We've got to be able to be honest about that. And we We've got to be able to lay those things down. But there are other parts of our lives that we are holding back out of. And again, my motivation would be fear, but other people's might be a different motivation. But I think a, I think fear is because it's very it's a big one. It's a big one. It's yeah. a big one for a lot of us. And fear is um, comes from you know, so many different places in our lives. It could be a fear of rejection. It could be a fear of failure. It could be a fear, fear of, you know, not being a good steward. It could be a fear of, you know, there's a, like, it's rooted in a lot of places, people pleasing, all of those things. But, um, I do think it is a big one. And so this conversation for me has started to bring some stuff up as I've been just reflecting on the past, but also thinking about the future. And, um, I think that there, I've always had this mindset that, um, like very much, I trust in the sovereignty of God. Like I really, really genuinely in, in, in my, the core of my being, like in my value system, I trust God's sovereignty. So sort of how things play out and how life is, I am very accepting of that. And I trust that God is working in the midst of that situation. And again, I think that's a really, really good thing. But in the midst of that, sometimes I can be a passive person. Sometimes I can just go along for the ride 
and be passive in that instead of actually looking at what God has placed in front of me and beginning to move, beginning to walk that out, beginning to, um, you know, enlarge the tents and enlarge the tent pegs. And I think this, you know, if I'm, again, I'm just processing this verbally, you know, as we're having this conversation, but I wonder if this roots back to, you know, coming into my teens and my twenties with this mindset of like, just not really believing in myself, like not really ever believing that I was going to be able to, and I can put anything behind that, like really be a leader, achieve something, grow something, build something, create something. I I just never knew that all of that stuff was inside of me. So as I've lived out my life, I've kind of just lived like, wow, wow. Oh my goodness. Like, wow, this is incredible. Instead of actually being a like locked in active participant with God in what he is at work doing. And so now part of why this is important to reflect on, I think, as you look backwards is, you know, if there are things that you've walked through or navigated that maybe haven't turned out the way that you imagined they would or dreams or hopes, I think it's really, really powerful to look back and ask God and go on a journey with the Holy Spirit to why, what is behind that? And for me, I've had a couple of those where I've realized, oh, like there is some fear. A big one for me is, Um, a fear of not being a good steward. So I'll give you a really, really practical example. So Heart Conference was something that, you know, was just birthed in my heart. And for many, many, many years, I, I really wanted to do an event or a conference for women. I just had a dream of it. I would like almost fantasize about it. I could see it like happening and I could see what, you know, God wanted to do in that space. And so to take the step to actually do it was like, I mean, I was so afraid. I was so afraid that nobody would come. I was so afraid that it wouldn't actually be powerful. I was so afraid that of all the intangible things that I actually couldn't do in and of myself, that they wouldn't work. And I was also really afraid that I would not be a good steward of the resources that I've been given here at the church. And so I never would want to be like, you know, yeah, I would never want to not steward that well. And so when we took the leap to have a conference and then to charge for an event, like that was a massive, massive shift. But I really, really wanted everything that we did to be covered by the cost of the event because I wanted to be a good steward and I didn't want the event to cost the church a whole bunch of money and and a whole bunch of investment. But I realized that that is a fear, actually. Like I'm afraid to not be a good steward, but that actually holds me back from, you know, reaching for another dream or trying something or stepping out. I always want to cover and make sure that, you know, it's not going to cost the church anything. It's not going to. And it's been so interesting to let that come up and to see that that is, yeah, that's a fear there. And so what it shows, what it reveals is a lack of trust in God to provide right? So I place that back on my shoulders, but then it limits some of the decisions or whatever. So this year to make the decision to go and do heart conference in Ottawa and in BC, 
that was like a massive, massive leap again for me and leaning into this fear again of how do I steward this well and so on and so forth. So it's just interesting as I think about it and as I dream about it with the Lord, you know, is this what we want for Heart Conference? Do we want to see Heart Conference continue to go in other cities? And I think so. Yeah, I think we do. So then there, so then it brings up another thing. How am I pursuing that? How am I actually going after that? How am I actually reaching out for connections? And now not making it happen in my own strength, but actually putting feet to the dreams that God has placed in my heart. So interesting, right? How those fears come up and what holds me back from actually taking some of those steps that I think are right in front of me. Well, I'm so, I just want to say out loud, I'm so happy you have taken those steps for Heart Conference. It has been life-changing. And I mean, I I always joke that I'm I'm kind of attached to your wagon and it's a fast moving (laughs) wagon. Most exciting journey. But to watch what God has done from the first, even Women's Night. Yeah, yeah. How you just kind of piloted a Women's Night to see kind of what the response to be, would be to Heart Conference BC and what God has done in that in that whole situation and a whole process of that. Laurie, it's been extraordinary, just extraordinary to see. And so we just, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for putting feet to that because you do need someone to t- be that first person to kind of say, I'm putting this dream out here. I'm going to pursue it. And you've rallied so many of us and it's brought, it's brought us to another place to push through our own fears, whether it may be personally speaking, feeling like, am I equipped to do this? Is this what I'm no we're no star speakers and here you're like people are coming to a conference but God's like it's not about that and so it's actually put some feet to our fears and putting ourselves out there and so thank you for that because isn't that interesting enough when we break through our own fears when we're able to break through the kind of that barrier in our own lives it actually has a ripple effect behind us so even as you're talking about that as you push through heart conference it gave the ability of so much of many of us on staff to kind of push through our own personal fears and then also going to different province what it did in the ripple effect of some of those women so we have no idea even for our own children but also those around us when we push through how it inspires others but also the direct effect it has on other people as we push through it paves it does it paves Mm -hmm. a road it paves Mm -hmm. a road for others to come behind and be Mm -hmm. able to step into that too Mm -hmm. and i love that you brought that up because you know every single one of us it's not that every single one of us are not pressing through fears as we step into these moments even even if we use our conference as as an event um as an example but isn't it interesting that even as we press through some fears there's other ones we just let hitch Mm. along for the ride there's Mm -hmm. other spaces that we hold back there's other spaces so it's such an interesting thing and our we really only can fully own this when we do the work with the lord when we go to those spaces and we uncover that Mm. and that was part of this journey was you know recognizing my own limitation that I was placing. Like I couldn't blame anybody else. It's not like somebody here at Life Center saying, you better watch the budget. You better, you know, you better steward this. Nobody's, no one's doing it. This is all. And I had to really take ownership of some of these fears of what holds me back from, you know, stepping out and trying something new. And I, listen, like I'm the biggest fan of if somebody wants to step out in a dream, I'm like, yep, 
Let's go for it. We're going to invest in it. Like I'm the biggest one that wants to get behind that, but I don't want to be at the front because <laughs> I don't want to risk if it doesn't work it out falls on you. Yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah, isn't yeah. that interesting? Yeah. Like it's yeah. hard to, and, but yet I can in some ways, but then I also hold back at the exact same time. So it's very complex for us. Mm. We're complex humans and it's such an interesting thing. So it does show you that we are in a training process our entire life. Whether we're training, like it's a constant growth. It, you never have arrived. As soon as you push through in one area, the Holy Spirit will illuminate something else. But I love how you said that you could be totally breaking through in something else and letting something else slide. Like it's everywhere and allow. And I know we can't deal with everything at the same time. No, no, that's not the point. No, that's exactly. It's not the point, but we're aware of it. And I think it's just bringing a greater spotlight to those areas to say, man, I got to take a step back and think, Holy Spirit, where am I settling or where am I really wrestling? And I need to be content where are you asking me to take a step forward? But I actually have so many fears that I need to submit. So it's a beautiful thing. And the wonderful thing is we're not doing this alone. We have the Holy Spirit guiding and leading us. And we have one another to be able to sit down and have a conversation with like this today. This is part of you and I processing some of this. So even as we're talking, I'm recognizing that there are some things in my life that I've just allowed to kind of just settle. Mm. Why? Why have I done that? Have I actually just asked myself that? I could be like, oh, well, it didn't work out. Well, did it not just work out? Is there more to it than that? No, maybe it is that it just didn't work out. But have I asked myself that question? Is there more to it that God wants to go deeper in that actually has a deeper underlying reason of why it didn't work out or why I didn't push through a bit more that I kind of just let go? Those are good questions to ask because it could be that it's just not the right time or God's asking you to let it go. But we should ask that question. God, is there more to it? Like, are you asking me to let this go or is there something that I'm just holding back? So I think this is really, really valuable yeah. for us to take away in our own personal time with the Lord and to do the work. And I think that's why it's been beautiful to go through emotionally healthy spirituality because there are some emotions attached to our spirituality and we've, we've recognized that in our conversations. And I don't think we've always, I've always recognized that in my past decisions, how much the spirituality and the emotional collide. And so this is part of what we're saying here is things might've happened, but we don't want to just spiritualize them and go there with the Holy Spirit and say, are there some emotions attached that maybe I've spiritualized it? Or maybe I've just sitting, I'm sitting in this emotional space and I need to bring some spiritual maturity to it. So I think it's both and. So I think this is really valuable in mm -hmm. our conversation today. Yeah, I know it is. It is. And it's interesting too, because I think we can even use this sort of mentality as a defense mechanism, mm. as like a protective stance. Like mm -hmm. we can actually funny enough, use something that is meant for a good contentment that's in the, in the scriptures. Like God wants us to have a contentment with where we are and, and how we live. But I think we can take it to a place where we're actually living. We're not addressing fears. We're not addressing things that need to be addressed. And we use it as a defense mechanism to try to deal with our current circumstance, whatever it is, and just accept, just like me with the stove. Now, again, whatever, it's fine. It's just a stove and it's not a big deal, but it's just so interesting how long we choose to live with things that we actually don't have to. We actually don't have to. Like, how long do we live with just accepting that I'm not good with money? I'm just not good with money. Hmm. Well, 
what do you mean you're just not good with money? Like there's actually something you can do about that. Like you don't have to just accept that I'm not good with money. Now, when it comes to other people, I do think acceptance is super important because we have absolutely no power or control to change anybody else. Mm-hmm. So this really is about taking radical ownership of our own That's so good. motives, That's good our own you know ways, mm-hmm. the things that it's affecting how we're living our lives. But I don't think it's okay just to make excuses and just to say, well, I've always been this way. If it's an unhealthy thing, I've always just, I've always, you know, that's not a good thing if it's holding you back from what you believe that God has called you to of what he's placed on your heart of the dreams that you have. If you just settle in that space and you just live in that space and say, this is how it's always been. Those are the places I think we need to go. Why? Why have we accepted that? Why are we living that way when more is possible? Like Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and that you may have it abundantly. And if we're not walking in that type of abundance in any area of our life, I think it's worth reflecting on and looking at and understanding. And in the whole process, I want to circle it back to what you talked about at the beginning, Rhonda. There is both the discernment element of there are going to be things that you think you need or you think you want that God says, no, like that's not the direction I'm going to take your life. And I've been in many of those situations too. I wanted to pursue this. I wanted to change careers. I wanted to, and God said, no, that's not the plans I have for you can you trust me? Will you trust me? And so those we absolutely have to come into a contentment and acceptance of, but it is not limiting. And that's the thing. That's Mm. the thing in this space. It's not limiting. Like when we are fully submitted to what God has prepared in advance for us to walk in, I don't think that there are limits to that. Mm. I, I think God actually has paved a way for us to walk. That is incredibly profound, but where fear of anything rooted in anything is holding us back from actually stepping into that, man, I think it's worthy to go and address that and call it out and just call it for what it is and do it afraid. That's the answer. That's the other side. Do it afraid. Mm -hmm. Are those fears all going to leave you? Probably not. Mm. Probably not. But do it afraid. Mm. We all do. We do. You and I do. We step into these moments afraid. We, we just do it anyways, right? So I just love, I just love, yeah, going to this place and just having this revelation. It's really, really helping me understand why certain things have happened the way they have happened and what my part in it mm-hmm. has been. I, I think actually coming to like just this part of our conversation, Lori, it's made me realize there are probably about one or two things in my own life that I have had a dream of that I've never really put feet to. Recently I did with one, but I think, why did I never do that? And it's, it's kind of one of those things, like I love the journey. It's, it's hitting all these different aspects. You have this dream you keep talking about, you keep talking about it, talking about it, but when do you put feet to something? And I think that's it, like put feet to it. And then I think this kind of journey unfolds in it. But the beautiful thing is if you don't put feet to it, you don't know and you don't grow. And God does a much deeper work when you're willing to put feet to things. And I think exactly coming back as we're closing this conversation is just start and do it. Even the emotions, oftentimes we're so dictated by how we feel, how we feel. I feel afraid, so I'm not going to do it. 
I don't feel, um, I don't feel this certain way. So it might not be the right answer versus God, what are you asking me to do? And is this something you've put in my heart? I'm going to put feet to it. And then I'm going to ask you to direct me. The heart of a man makes his plans, but the Lord directs his steps. The heart of a man makes his plans. That's how it starts. And then God directs your steps. It's not just like, I'm going to sit here and be disappointed, be upset, settle and be frustrated because this never happened. Start. Don't be limited. Put feet to it and allow the Lord to bring discernment as you go. And that's part of God directing your steps. It's the discernment and the grace that he brings as you're moving. But when you're stagnant, there's little that can happen when you're stagnant. There's little life that happens when we're stagnant. When we're just settled, think of like a stinky pond versus a flowing river. There's something that happens when there's movement versus stagnant. I think this is a little bit of what we're talking about. It's like, where are we stagnant? And why have we settled for that? And what grows in that is not good. God wants to bring us into rivers of that moving water. And I think that is not limited to our circumstance, what we're talking about. It's not limited to even what we feel we are, we have our ability to do. Let's start something. Let's move something. Let's kick up some like movement in our lives and say, God, I'm going to take some feet to this. I'm tired of talking about it. I'm going to do something and then I'll have to work it through as it goes. You might be disappointed. Okay. Doesn't mean that's the end. There's going to be a different door and let's just see what God does. So I think this is a really neat conversation and I'm having kind of some revelations as we're talking about this because it never, it never does end. So if you think about those, those two things that came to mind for you of the things that you maybe have just not you know, acted on that you have processed, like you've been thinking about for a long time. Now, as you start to think about putting feet to or, or taking action to put feet to, interestingly enough, what starts to happen, and, and I'll, I'll speak for myself, is fear. Yeah. You're, it's so scary to actually. It's so scary. Like it's actually scary for me. It's super scary to say my dreams out loud to someone. I, I, it sounds so weird, but I tuck them so deep into my heart and I'm actually afraid to verbalize them. That's the first fear, which is crazy to think of just saying it out loud to someone, putting a date on a calendar. I'm going to do this on this day. I'm going to put feet on this day. Ah! It's so scary. So it's interesting that this settled space is like a space of safety, of mm. perceived safety. It's actually not. It's not real. But it's like a space of perceived safety because even the the very step that we need to take in that direction, whether that just starts with verbalizing something, it's so scary. And I just want to acknowledge that because even as you're listening, I'm sure things are coming to mind, things that you have tucked way, way, way back in. I just keep having this picture in my mind. I have like a hall closet and in the hall closet, it's got like shelving all in it and there's lots of stuff in there and it isn't the stuff that I use every day. It's kind of the stuff that I go and get when I need it. It's just tucked away and I feel like there's like a place in my own heart like this closet and mm. There's stuff just tucked away and there's things that are in there that are in there for so long. I forget they're in there. I forget that's where they are. They get hidden by other things that are come on in front of them. 
And I almost feel like sometimes we tuck our dreams away in the back closet. We put it neatly on a shelf somewhere. We just tuck it there. And then we also tuck our fears in there and our fears get actually covered by wow. other things in the back, like wow. so that we don't even recognize anymore that it is actually fear holding us back from even going into that part of our hearts and that part of our lives and grabbing that thing again and bringing it back to the forefront and saying, okay, like I am going to, I love how you said, put feet to what this looks like. And so I just want to acknowledge that's scary. That's the first scary step in this whole thing. And it's so interesting that we let that fear keep those things in the back of the closet of our hearts instead of going and actually pulling them out and beginning to take steps in them. The other thing that's so interesting, even as you were talking, is that there's fear both ways. There's fear both ways. There's fear that's hidden and it's just covered by blankets and covered by other stuff on the front or there's fear in actually taking a step. So which one is actually going to get you where you want to go? Mm. Not 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 the one hidden in the closet in the back that you're pretending is not there. No, it's actually just allowing that fear and taking the step anyway, not letting that fear keep your dreams in the closet any longer. So anyway, so interesting, right? Wow, what a great analogy. And I feel like someone listening today, that might be actually such a profound, timely word for you that you just are like, you've been sitting on the fence wondering what to do. And so we, right now we want to say, put feet to it. If you're looking for an answer, if you've been praying, God, what do I do? Put feet to it. Put feet to it. Pull it out of that closet. Let God sort it as you go. There, I love that you said there's fear either way. So instead of just letting it be hidden, take it out, expose it, bring it to the light. Let God do the good sort, taking out the fear while well, working out the fear, working out all that stuff, but putting feet to it. And you have no idea what this opportunity is going to do. And so go for it. What is the worst thing? Okay. We learn from it. We fail at something. Fail as in quotation marks, but we're in training. And I think that's the mentality that we're talking about here is we are meant to continually grow and not be stagnant. So we just want to encourage you've been listening today to put feet Put feet to what God has put in your heart and don't let fear hold you back. But fear will be there. It's going to be the greatest barrier. And as soon as you put feet to it, it's going to fight you all along. It'll be your greatest wrestling wrestling match you've had will be fear. And it comes to rob, steal, and destroy. And so we just want to encourage you today that we're all in this. We all have to face these fears and we may overcome one and then take a new step in something else. And there's a new fear. But guess what? As we move through it, we have no idea what's on the other side. So we're going to put feet to it. We're not going to live by fear, but we're going to put movement. So I just love what we've talked about today, Lori. Thank mm, you so much. I love it too. Love it too. Okay. So Rhonda, are you going to put some feet? I too? am. I am. Good. All right. All I right. Am. Me too. Me too, friend. All right. We can do this. Have a great day. Yeah.